Now, a problem you have in a big city is just that. It's big. And when it's big, generally speaking, you're going to have a lot of people. And with that comes things that are more efficient for completing a task for time's sake, but not the most efficient for result sake. Now, in Los Angeles, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, or maybe in a, a other big, you know, metropolis, instead of having a guy on the back of a garbage truck, like the old days, you know, got one foot on the thing, one foot hanging off, he's hanging on, he's like, you know, kind of fat, got some skin tags on his neck, he's, uh, you know, just having a blast, making decent money, he's got a pension in 25 years, if he doesn't drop dead of a heart attack, because his diet consists of bacon, ham, bacon, cheeses, Cokes and a fucking hamburger and french fries at McDonald's. But he hangs on the back of the thing. He hops off, takes a bucket of garbage, dumps into the thing, does a nice little tap tap on the rim of the thing, makes sure everything's out. He fucking, you know, slides it effortlessly back to the sidewalk, hops onto the truck, and goes to the next part part of the uh, part of the job, next next house. But a key a key thing, a key feature that I mentioned that you probably glossed over is he slides it back to the curb. It's a big, that's a big fucking part of the job, folks, is sliding it back to the curb. Because then that way, cars can drive in the lane. In Los Angeles, they have these godforsaken machines, these like little prongs that... They come out, they scoop up the fucking trash, they lift it up, they, it, it lifts over the, the, the truck, it dumps it, almost like if, like the, if the truck had a sunroof, dumps it into the sunroof, the arms lower back down, they drop it, the arms shake out, and then the guy just fucking drives on his merry way. But guess what? When he puts the can back, it's a solid five to six feet into the lane. I'm driving on, uh, what was it? Uh, whatever, some fucking road in Hollywood today on my way back from work, and these garbage guys don't give a shit that when they put the fucking cans back, the cans are in the middle of the street. There was traffic on the street today, rush hour traffic. We're down to one lane. I'm like, what the fuck? Is there is there construction? This is odd. I don't I don't see any like flashing lights, any signs indicating there's like road work ahead. No, we were down to one lane for a solid, I don't know, God. A quarter mile, because some fucking jerk-off, okay, in probably sweatpants and flip-flops, because he doesn't have to leave the goddamn truck, is uh, using some fucking joystick like you'd use in, in Toy Story when he picks up the guy, ah, our leader. He's using some joystick to control these prongs, this half-assed attempt to get the fucking garbage, doesn't even leave the truck. And then when he when he when he's done, he just puts it down and just says, "Fuck it. Who cares if it's halfway into the middle of the street and people won't be able to drive on this goddamn lane? I've done my job, and if I'm if I'm lucky, I'll get off at two, but get paid for eight hours. And guess what, guys? I don't give a shit about you getting home because I've done my job, and that's the name of the game, people. We're in Los Angeles. We're laziness." incompetence and lack of awareness is key and paramount and common sense is not fucking here 
And welcome to the podcast, folks. This is just Count to Ten. I'm your host, Vinny Falcone. And this is the Anger Management Podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. What's going on, guys? Good to see you. I almost didn't do this episode pure out of pure laziness. But what I'm drinking now is, you guessed it, a cold cup of coffee. It is 7.15 on a Thursday night. This episode will be up in less than 12 hours. And um, listen, I love you guys. I love the fact that people listen to me, bitch. Uh, you guys are very supportive. But I, after a day, and I, if I sit down, if I sit down even just for a second, my little ass, my little chicken ass, my little man ass, my love handles, it just gets glued to that couch or to my bed. And I just, it's hard for me to get off TikTok, get off Instagram, and to do something because I've done basically like either work or busy work all day and all I want to do is just become a vegetable that's what I want to do I just want to become a fucking vegetable I want to be Robert De Niro in Awakenings I want to sit there all fucking crunched up and shit in a chair with a little cute blanket on my knees and just look off into the distance drool a little bit and not have anyone fucking talk to me that's it or do any talking but you know what I beat myself off a little bit. I know I mentioned that a lot, but that's part of my life, guys. That's it. You want to know? You you want to know about me? I I like touching myself. You know, uh, Zoe. You know, she's on the period right now. God God bless her. That poor thing. She's got cramps. But you know what? Also means that you know there's an a bun in the oven. Thank God. Thank fucking Christ. I'm not ready for that shit. So that's kind of my wake up call. You know, I beat myself. I get up, get a cup of coffee, and then once I'm sitting down, I'm happy that I did it. But then I got to go take Bella for a walk, and then I got to eat dinner. But guess what, guys? Today's Thursday night, okay? This next Tuesday is the 4th. For some fucking reason, somebody somebody put it on a Tuesday like an idiot. Um, But I'm not going to work tomorrow. Do you know why I'm not going to work tomorrow? Because I quit my job. I did. Quit my job. And it, it wasn't like one of those... I get on the loudspeaker because I work at Staples, and I'm like, Yeah, motherfucker, I hate this shit. Fuck all y'all. Uh, I, I ain't gonna work here no more, and 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 suck my dick. It wasn't one of those things. Um, I love this company that I worked for. They were amazing. It's just, I got a better opportunity. Gonna possibly be making way more money. So, you know, I, got, I, gotta, follow, I gotta follow the cash, guys. I gotta follow the cash, you know? I have been poor for so long that now there's an opportunity to actually make some fucking cash that I got I got to take advantage, okay? Because this year, old Vince has just spent an absorbent amount of money. Well, not year. These last two years, I've spent an absorbent amount of money for, and partially it is my fault. It's not like, you know, things out of my control. I got, you know, I got a watch for my 30th, which was a little too much, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. I'm doing it live. That was expensive, but again, that's on me. I bought Zoe Pumpkin Tits herself, um, her engagement ring, which was not cheap. Could have bought a fucking car. Not to brag, you know. It just <laughs> it is what it is. It's just very expensive. It's a very silly custom that we still keep. Um, but you know, love her to death. Glad she likes it. And then I purchased a vehicle because mine got stolen for the second time, so that was large. And then again, this one is totally. My fault, but I just purchased another watch. Vinny, 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 you're just complaining about spending money, uh, and half of it seems to be like your own fucking gift to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm aware, guy. 
I'm aware, okay? I'm trying to rationalize it myself, but things have come to light, man, and, um, you know, maybe she kidnapped herself. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. But, uh, again, not working tomorrow because they're like, hey, listen, you know, just you know, drop your hardware off after you work on Friday, and then, you know, be, you'll, you'll shut it off afterwards. And I'm like, oh, well, I work remote on Friday. Do I have to drive it into the office, or can I give it to somebody? Um, does it have to be me that drops it off? Can it come in on Tuesday because we're remote on Monday, Fridays? And my manager, you know, sweetheart, she's like, you know what? Just leave your shit in the office. You're in the office today? I'm like, yeah. She's like, just leave your shit in the office today, all right? And just tomorrow, you know, you still have dial pad. You still have your email. Uh, if you have any questions, we'll reach we'll out to you. But, you know, just enjoy the day. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I will enjoy the day. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to wake up next to Zoe. I think she should be clean and in the clear and not bleeding anymore. So I might throw her a stab in a little AM fucking how you doing. That's not a <laughs> that's not a gun. That's my cock on your back. You know, one of those things. Um, so, you know, do that. We'll drink coffee together tomorrow. We'll hang out. I got to do an audition and I got to uh, now study for this job. But guess what? I won't tell you the company because I'm just trying to keep some kind of anonymity. Um, so I don't get fired for saying something uh, defamatory on this podcast, but it's in the medical field and I'll be selling particular substances to people that will then need a surgery for this particular substance to be applied to their body. So, (laughs) you know, I'm a fucking idiot. So hopefully they don't attach to their forehead instead of their knee, you know? So that's what I'm dealing with. Um, yes, right. All right, let's crack into it. So... There are a few things I'm going to mention that happened tomorrow. Oh, that, that happened tomorrow. That happened yesterday. Uh, speaking of being stupid, that's a problem. Um, that happened yesterday that are fresh off the boat, and one of which I think I'm going to close on just because of how outlandish it is. But so I was outside yesterday, sitting on the stoop with uh, Bello. He was um, enjoying the sun. We just got back from a walk. We were just chilling outside. And my new neighbor, who is this um, very like artsy, you know, white dude, but not like annoyingly artsy, but just, you know, you can tell like he's like, you know, an artist. Turns out he's a musician and he happened to come outside and he left the building as I, you know, my back was facing him because my back was facing the building and I hear two women with him and they come and there are, you know, two very pretty, um, very like, you know, really playing into their culture. Not play, not like it's a bad thing. Like, they're playing into their culture like me wearing an Italian horn and slicking my hair back. It's not a bad thing. You're just you're giving a huge identifier of possibly what ethnicity you're coming from, right? You're giving a little bit of context clues. These happen to be black chicks, very attractive with like, you know, dreads and like, you know, certain things and jewelry that would just kind of, you know, um, lead you to believe that they are African-American and not like, you know, um, from the Caribbean or, you know, fucking... Uh, Haitian or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Anyway, they come out. Very sweet, very nice. We chat a little bit. We got this cute little teacup dog that is literally a fucking pillow. Like, you think Bello is a pillow? This guy literally could be stole, uh, fucking sold at Toys R Us. And I'm like, oh, what's, what's her name? And she goes, Isis. Huh? I know. No. You know, what, what's, what's her name? 
Her name is Isis. Say hi, Isis. I'm like, <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Do you not have any friends? Are they not telling you things that... Have you not watched the fucking news in the last 15 years, lady? Isis? What the fuck? Do you realize that they are a terrorist group and that they cut off people's heads? They mutilate women and they kill reporters just because they fucking snap a wrong picture? ISIS? Who the fuck? Dude. And I think the chick that was with her was a fucking twin sister. It's like, listen, you got you guys shared a womb and amniotic fluid and a tit. You guys, you can't, your sister isn't going to tell you, hey, listen, just so you know, great dog, by the way. You're a great mom, great dog mom. You know, you take her to the vet, get her the shots, nice kibble, but a bit of boop. But you named this dog after a terrorist organization that kills people. You didn't pick that up? You don't see many dogs named Hitler walking around, do you? Or Mussolini? Huh? Not a lot of dogs walking around named Stalin. But you're dying, you're calling your fucking dog Isis in public. You want to give Isis a treat? I love Isis. Isn't Isis so sweet? Oh, my God. What would I do with that Isis? I wouldn't be able to live without Isis. Listen, guy. You got to fucking look around and realize what the fuck you're doing. More importantly, let's just say, hey, shit, you're not up to, you're not into current affairs, right? Let's just say, shit, I missed this one. Fuck. You don't have anybody in your life to tell you that you fucked up. If I do something weird, I have 15 people immediately telling me, hey, you fucked up. If I smell, Zoe would be like, Jesus, man, you fucking stink. If my breast smells, she'll be like, oof, my own me. Your breast smells like shit. Do a quick Listerine, you know? If I go in, into public and there's something in my teeth, my friends would be like, oh my God, there's something in your teeth. I was at a fucking movie premiere for a short film, okay? I'm wearing these baggy 90s jeans that are in right now. My buddy Luke goes, what are you, a fucking carpenter? I go, what? He's like, there's a, there's a thing for your, for your hammer. You hammer and shit? Do you need a place for a hammer? I, didn't even, I never even seen you... <laughs> carry a hammer before all of a sudden you're buying jeans that would allow you to then transport a hammer pocket free what, what are we doing over here and i'm like are they ridiculous he's like no i'm just you know i get i just gotta mention that you're wearing jeans with a fucking hammer holder <laughs> you know, like these are the kind of friends that i have this is important to have these people another example of luke breaking my balls i wore these this whitewashed denim jacket okay he's like i show up to watch his show that fucking prick and he goes hey thanks for coming to my show by the way do you just get off a 90210 <laughs> run and you just bought that jacket and for, for fucking homage. Like, I have people that immediately will check me if I'm doing some fucking bouncy shit. You got a dog that you're picking up shit saying, good girl, Isis, and no one's checking you. They're just letting you live your life while everyone's talking shit behind your back. So my point of the story is, folks, surround yourself with people that constantly question what you're doing, okay? Even if they're wrong or they're being, you know, you know, uh, 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 sensitive, it's just good to know they're looking out for you. You know what I mean? Because if you, if you are around people all day, okay, and you're smiling, you're laughing, ha ha, yeah, fucking, da, 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 okay, you get into your car and then you catch yourself in your rearview mirror, and you got a large broccoli stem in your tooth that is extremely visible, and none of these fucking pricks for the whole night 
said anything to you while you're smiling, laughing, and giggling and talking to strangers, you don't need those people in your life. Okay, you need the people that immediately are like, you have some fucking shit in your teeth, pal. Lick it up. Holy, go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. This is bad. Go to the. You need those kind of people. You also need people that if you name your dog after an organization that is notorious for murderers, okay, they need to tell you change your fucking dog's name. You know. Uh, okay, so. I did a show a couple weeks ago at the Haha ha Comedy Club, which if you're listening, Haha, ha, I dislike that club so much. Really just do not enjoy doing comedy there. Um, it's, you know, hey, whatever. It's a place to do stand-up. I am appreciative, but it is what it is. This happened to be a good show. It was a good crowd. I did a pretty good set. Started off a little shaky. Uh, my opener, so if my opener is, let's say, like three parts, the first third got a laugh. The second third was tepid. The last third didn't get anything. And I'm like, okay. And then the rest of my set, I had a great set. Finished strong. It was great. Um, it was one of these shows where it's like, it was literally three hours. I think I got there at 9.45. Show starts at 10. I did not leave until almost 1. Didn't get home until 1.20. Didn't go to bed until 1.45. Had to get up, go to work at 6, and then had to do it all over again at another show. There's also a 10 p.m. Uh, the following night. Anyway, I do this show. It's like 13 fucking comics. And I'm sure you're aware of this. If not, I'm going to brush by this super fast. The last person that generally goes up at the show, a stand-up show, for the most part, okay, is called the headliner. What the headliner does, what they do, what their job is. Obviously, you want to have the strongest person in the show because you want to have everyone end on a good note. Therefore, being like, that was a fun show. We should come back, you know? Secondly, the headliner generally does more time, right? So, goes last, does more time, and is generally the strongest comic, right? So, when you say, oh, I'm the headliner, oh, you're headlining, it's a big deal, right? It's like batting cleanup. So, I do this show. I'm like, I think there's actually like 14 comics. I'm number 12 or 11 or something like that. I go up, do my thing, get off. Two comics after me, this dude goes up, has a fine set, like, you know, has some funny jokes, totally, totally cool. If I was still running my show, um, you know, and he asked me, like, if he can get a spot, if there was an opening, I'd give him one, you know? It's like, I, he's not my first pick, but, you know, whatever it is, right? So, Another comic goes on after him. Okay? So this dude goes up, goes on after him. It's this jerk-off playing a guitar. He does a bunch of songs. He played... He brought basically the whole audience. But anyway, he goes up, finishes it out. Um, that's it. The show's over. Now, after the show, the next day, the dude who went up second to last followed me on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, cool, nice. That was nice. I didn't even talk to this dude, but he followed me, so... Um, that's cool. And, you know, customary for me on my end is to follow him back. So, followed him back. And, you know, because I followed him and it's a brand new follow, his story pops up first on my feed to see. So, I look at his story. This fucking guy posts the lineup of the show we just did. So, you know, Friday morning, he follows me. I follow him back. Friday morning, I look at his story. The show is Thursday night. I... Look at his story. He posted the set list, or the, you know, the, the lineup, rather, of all the comics. 
And meanwhile, it's not like some cool printed out sheet like at the fucking comedy store or the improv or anything like that. God forbid the haha has some kind of cool social media thing where they post the lineups and shit. It's like, no. The people running the show, um, and no fault to the people running the show, love these women. Like, I would do the same thing. But it would just be nice, a nice touch for an established club in L.A. to have this, to have, like, a nice sheet you can post on social, like the improv or comedy store does. But it's just, like, some ripped-out piece of fucking loose-leaf paper and written in pen are the people performing. This dude was second to last. He fucking crossed out the headliner's name. Again, not even the headliner. This guy just went fucking last. He crossed out the dude who went last name to make it seem like he was the last person. And then the caption on his story was, Headliner, baby. Are you kidding me, dude? First off, you weren't the headliner. First and foremost, you didn't go last. You didn't headline. You're not the headliner. You, you cross out the dude's name where you can clearly see there's an extra name below you, but you cross it out thinking you're sly. Then you put a caption, headliner, baby. Even if you were the last one that went, I'll give you that. Let's just say the jerk off with the fucking guitar didn't play fucking jerk me off songs for, you know, five minutes, uh, ten minutes, whatever. You did the same amount of time as everyone else, and you never were... Where do you... People are so fucking crazy and so cringeworthy to do that. Like, dude, you followed me. I followed you back. We were on the same show. You posted the story. Are you not aware that I'm going to be able to call bullshit on this thing, or do you not care? Like... Are you that oblivious or just that narcissistic? It's fucking crazy. The people that I, the people that are my peers in this industry are just baffling. Between the acting classes I've taken, stand-up, open mics I've done, shows, if I was a little bit more delusional and a little more confident in myself, oh God, it would be wonderful. But of course I'm not. I'm extremely self-deprecating too self-aware and i hate myself but good for this guy i guess for the for having the ability to just say fuck it to just being a normal person it's like you know what i'm just gonna lie i'm not gonna care who sees this and knows it's not the truth i'm just gonna try to convey to people that i'm doing great and i'm killing and i'm a fucking headliner baby it's like oh god dude are you fucking kidding me? So weird. So, uh, the show the next night at uh, Fourth Wall, shout out to Joe Manente, the man, the myth, the legend. Honestly, if it wasn't for Joe Manente and the establishment Fourth Wall, I would be a far worse comedian. Far worse. So, I get there early. Another 10 o'clock show. I like getting there at a reasonable time just so I can check in with the... With Joe, to make sure, hey, listen, I'm here, you know, I know comics can be flaky, I'm on time, I'm ready to rock. So, I'm sitting there for a while, a lot of downtime. These start these shows, they say doors open at 9.45, show starts at 10. They always start at the earliest, 10.15. So, I'm sitting there for a while, and before I go to the, before I uh, have shows, I'll get, like, the nerves sometimes. And, like, part of my nerves is, like, like, I pee a lot. Yeah, it's really fucking terrific. Been doing stand-up for fucking six years, seven years. Still having to tinkle a lot before sets. So, I am uh, waiting in line at the bathroom, and there's this 
larger dude waiting for the bathroom as well. He's like, he's like, I don't know what's going on, man. I've been sitting here for like 20 minutes fucking, and like, you know, there's like music playing in the club. I've been sitting here for like 20 minutes. There's like five Michael Jackson songs to play, and the person in the bathroom is still not out. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I look at the door, and just clearly no one's in there. And I just open the door. I go, oh, no one's in there. He's like, oh, oh my God. Sorry, dude. Totally freaking missed that one. Shit. So he does his thing. I'm waiting in line. He comes out maybe, you know, 10 minutes later. I go into the bathroom to piss and wash my hands. Obviously, because I'm not an animal. And I am, as soon as I walk into this bathroom, I am just not almost knocked unconscious by the smell of this dude's shit. I am not exaggerating when I say it was the worst and strongest most disrespectful, aggressive, violent, just offensive on all fronts. Honestly, I think if a black man walked into this bathroom and smelt what was going on and then was asked, Sir, would you like to spend five minutes in this bathroom or be called the N-word by a cluster of white men with shaved heads? He'd be like, call me the N-word. Get me out of here. It was a egregious it was repulsive i could not even piss one could i not even piss two i did not want to stay in the bathroom long enough to where one i could possibly absorb the smell into my clothes like i went to a fucking benihana or i did not want to stay in there long enough for another line to form have me exit and then they think i'm the culprit of this (sighs) chernobyl like event in this lovely little comedy club on Hollywood Boulevard. It was repulsive. So I get the fuck out of there, dude. Because also, there's like a ton of hot chicks at this show. Like, already there waiting in line. The last thing I need is some fucking smoke show. It's all of our fucking smoke show friends. Hey, listen. The guy with the receding hairline, flabby ass, and tattoos just blew up the bathroom. When he gets on stage, it's going to be really hard to forget that and laugh at his jokes. You know? So I hightailed it out of there. Didn't even piss. It is smelling so bad. All right, so when you walk into this establishment, there's a showroom that you're immediately in. It's roughly, uh, so the the club runs hot dog-wise, if that makes sense. Stages to your left, walls to your right, and then the, the rest of the club runs, you know, straightforward. So you're already in the showroom. If you walk forward down this little hallway, you get to the bathroom. The fucking bathroom smell is leaking down this like 25-foot hallway into the showroom. That's how bad it is. And this dude flushed. It's not like he left a floater. He flushed. But circling back to a previous episode where I mentioned if you're in public and you're taking a shit, every time something leaves your asshole, that warrants a flush. You know? Something falls out, flush. Something falls out, flush. You fart, okay, that's fine. Let it, you know, get that out of your system. Something falls out, flush. Okay? This guy clearly, one, has something wrong with him. He may have Crohn's, cancer, possibly AIDS. But, I'm not sure that's a symptom of of AIDS, shitting like an animal. Uh, Maybe he just had some bad Chick-fil-A. But, needless to say, disgusting. Disgusting. I'm so, it was so bad, I'm not surprised so I'm surprised that the fucking sprinklers didn't go off. Like, if there was a fire. It was horrible. 
A half hour later, literally a half hour later, I go back. I try to go in there again. Can't do it. Can't fucking do it. 30 minutes later, can't do it. Then, half hour after that, so an hour after the fact, the show has started. I go back in there to try. It still smells repulsive, but just tolerable to get a piss out. I piss. I wash my hands. I leave the bathroom. There's a gentleman waiting for the bathroom. And I literally, I whisper to him because the show's going on. I go, hey, man. That we are about to walk into was not me. And he's like, okay. And I go, no, no, no. Look at me. I, I should to go look at me. We are about to walk into. That was not me. He's like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm like in the hole. So I think two more comics left and I'm up. So I'm just hanging out in the hallway because it's uh, right next to the stage. He comes out of the bathroom. He looks at me and he gives me a look like, holy shit, we should call the police. Because whoever did that one should be arrested but two might not even be human it was insane so i'm in the hallway the smells lingering into the hallway the comic gets off stage then the comic before me goes up so i'm watching him go up and it's been like a very very weird show very weird show a lot of talk about like race that isn't like that tasteful and couched into a a set and the punchline isn't like hilarious so it just kind of ends up being a weird joke a lot of talk about women and like again not like too tasteful jokes about kind of shitting on women and the crowd is like guys we are here at a show where it's a bunch of fucking nobodies and we're trying to support live comedy and you guys are just doing weird jokes shit that's gonna offend people it's like can we just have that's what i'm maybe i'm, I'm projecting that's kind of what i was picking up from the crowd it's like guys can you, can you just make us laugh? I don't want to get tested right now, okay? I mean, be edgy and shit, but just make sure the joke is fucking hilarious. Don't say, like, some racist shit and have no punchline. And that's kind of what the comics are doing. So anyway, the guy before me goes up, and he opens on a joke that kills. And the room is, like, fucking dying. And I'm like, that a boy, baby. And I'm not, I'm not one of these comics who are like, oh, God, the guy's killing before me. I'm, I'm going to fucking bomb. Not to say that that's not going to happen, but I like to just shift my mindset and be like, I'm just going to ride this wave. I'm going to either tag one of his jokes that worked really well, get the audience on my side, and just kind of ride the wave, you know? Like, if someone does better than me, I'm like, oh shit, they're way better comic. Like, I just got to look at it as, okay, great, they've set me up to have a good set because now the, the... the crowd's into it, right? It's not like a competition thing where, like, we liked him. We're not going to like him. It's probably just like, oh, they're laughing. Or, like, you know, oh, we're laughing. This is great. Now maybe every comic's going to be great. So they have that – maybe they have that different type of mindset. So I'm going into it like, okay, great, baby. Let me get some sex whack. Fucking lube up my board. Hop up there with a little fucking wetsuit and fucking catch this barrel, baby. You know what I mean? If that's proper, proper surfer terminology. So first jerk, first jerk, first joke kills. I'm like, all right, there's some fucking life into this crowd. Beautiful. And then just from there, does a free solo climb and with no rock climbing experience, 15 feet up and just fucking falls to his death. I mean, just dies. After the first joke, just says like weird shit, turns on the crowd, ends with some fucking rape joke. That has no punchline. Literally gets the light. Alright, I'll end with this. Does the joke. Again, a weird rapey thing. And then just goes. 
<sighs> all right, well, all right, I'm done, Joe. You want to come get me? And then just walks off stage like nothing's happened. So then I have to go up there and literally, I'm not even kidding. I go up there. I wait about five seconds, which doesn't seem long, but like literally five seconds without without saying anything. So I, literally, I, I walk up there and I go, and I'm looking at the crowd while I'm doing this, and I'm like, I don't think any of us were prepared for the show that we saw here tonight. And then finally, by addressing it, everyone starts laughing. And I'm like, everyone needs, one, a pat on the back. And two, let's just do some breathes in through your nose, out through your mouth. And I literally like walk them through a, like a, <laughs> a breath thing like it's a yoga class. That's getting laughed. I rip off some things. Having a great set. Really, really fucking doing good. To where the point, like, there's like, there was a comic sitting in the front row supporting, and he was like, you know, kind of like egging me on, like, like, dude, like, great job, like, we had to bring bring the room back. Then they go into material, and then it just proceeds to just, it goes, it was like, and then just slowly, just a balloon, just getting blown out, just like, just kind of just petering off, just little by little, getting laughs here and there, and this by the end of it, just kind of just going like. Okay, well, at least, you know, I got something. Um, and, like, you know, Joe was like, dude, great job. They were fucking tough, you know. But it's just, it's these shows with these characters that just, oh, my God. It's like, listen, I'm not saying that I'm this fucking comedian savant by any means. I have bad sets. I need to get way better. I need to write better jokes. I need to write more jokes, et cetera, et cetera. But you'll never see me go up there and bomb with shit that not only is not going to work, but then offend people. Like, if I go up there and bomb with shit about Zoe or, like, some stupid shit that I fucking think of, whatever, like, uh, hey, have you ever noticed that, you know, fucking, fucking, if you're on an airplane and you see a guy in a military uniform with a neck pillow that China might invade, like, I'll die in the sword with that. Or die in my shield with that. But if I'm going to go up there and make some joke about rape or race, like, yeah, black people fucking do that. Like, no, no. One, that's not my type of comedy. I don't like to really test the room, to be perfectly honest. I just want everyone to have a good time. And two, I'm not that confident. So if I go up there and I do a joke that's like race or religion-based or whatever or politics and it fails, not only did I fail at making people laugh, I failed on a subject that is so fucking divisive. And a lot of these comics are doing that. And it's like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not telling you, like, what to talk about, but if you're going to do that joke, fucking flush it out, man. At least, like, have some fucking punchlines a little bit, you know? But I go, um, so with this, with this job, I have to, with this new job I got, I had to get drug tested, because it is is in the, the, it it is, it is in the medical, uh, realm, Right? So you gotta make sure you're not on the dope, the drugs, the pills, the powders, the fucking this, the fucking that. So I got to, you know, um, you know. Luckily, I don't do marijuana. Luckily, I've never done it, so it was easy for me. But in case I was around a, it and got a contact high, you know, because I've never done weed before in my life, I don't believe in it. You know, who wants to fucking have food taste better and sex feel better and feel happier and 
have your anxiety kind of be alleviated and fall asleep easier without your head keeping you up with your fucking life and your anxiety and the fact that you hate yourself. Who would want to fucking do all that shit? You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to fucking do weed and you know fucking have to you know three bite a fucking sour patch kid because it feels like I'm eating a dinner at the fucking French Laundry. You know what I mean? Who wants that kind of fun stuff? So I don't do that shit ever. But in case I was around someone who may have, you know, contacted me with it and, you know, seeped into my pores, I was detoxing. So I was drinking fucking a gallon of water a day, going to the sauna, like I was cutting weight for the UFC. And um, it came time for the piss test. It was like on a Wednesday morning because I wanted to wait until the end of the week just to make sure if I, you know, if someone drugged me, I didn't know about it, that I could get out of my system. But I had to take it within three days of um, accepting the terms and conditions of the job, which was on Wednesday. So I'm waking up and I'm, you know, drinking water to like one, you know, flush my system just in case someone like, you know, you know, drugged me or something because I don't do weed. I don't do marijuana. That's not my thing. I've never, if you see me do that before or like. If I joked about it, that's they're, they're just bits. I don't. I've never done weed before in my life, so I was like, you know, drinking a ton of water, one to just flush it out, just in case someone drugged me or something like that, or uh, also just to be prepared, so I can just walk in there, piss, walk out, and then continue on my day because I still had to work that day. So my appointment was at nine thirty a.m. and I show up at this place because I, I, I'm working. I'm still working my other job, and I still respect my other job, even though I'm most likely gonna leave if this thing gets cleared. I, I still respect my current employer because they've been great. They pay me, but a beep, but a boop. So I get there early. I get there like 9.15. Nine times. So I get there at 9.15. And um, I'm like, hey, how you doing? I got an appointment at 9.30. And by the way, I walk into this place. It is fucking dead. It is dead. This place was quieter than the section of the library in Ghostbusters 2 with that fucking floating ghost walking around reading books. You know what I mean? So, it is, you could hear a pin drop, okay? You could hear a squirrel's cock hit the ground. It was silent. And I'm like, hey, um, you know, I'm here for 9.30 appointment. It's 9.15, um, but I would love to be able to get in there early. I also, <laughs> you know, came very prepared for my urinalysis, um, if you know what I mean. So, would love to be able to get there early. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, it's just, everything is by the book. There's no discretion. There's no like, oh, hey, you know, let me see what we can do. No, nothing like that. It's just, oh, hey, um, yeah, it's just, you know, there's a couple people before you. Um, so maybe we can try to squeeze you in early, but uh, it might just be closer to your appointment time if that's the case, if that's okay. I'm like, there's no one here. Let me piss into a fucking cup, sign the lid, and get the fuck out of here. I don't need to be walked through. Had to pee in a fucking cup, dude. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. I'm not getting a fucking blood panel. You're not checking me for cancer. I'm not getting radiation, okay? We're not performing surgery, man, okay? Okay, I'm not buying it shoes. Okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not renting it shoes. I'm not buying a fucking beard, dude. It's a show dog. It has papers. If you board it, hair will fall out. So, it's like a big Lebowski reference. I think I kind of forced that one, but I, you know, with the tonality of what I was saying, I feel like it kind of fit. Um, so anyway, I sit down and I immediately have to stand up because again, I am ready to rock. I drank like 60 liters of water. I'm ready to piss. Like, let me just piss this thing and get the fuck out of here. This should be the easiest thing in the world. 
But no, they call this dude in who granted he's already checked in before me. I get that. But then new people are coming in and they're calling them. And as they're checking, oh, I'm just checking in now. Oh, just just come with me. Just come with me. I'm like, I'm already checked in. Let them check in. Let me go. Let me fucking piss. What are we doing? So what do you what do you know? At 9:35, they call me in. Falcone. I'm like, I come in there with my cock already out. Give me the jug. Give me the jug. Like what? I'm like, I'm ready to go, pal. This isn't fucking rocket science. I know. I gotta piss into a fucking cup. Okay. Let me go. Well, sir, do you have anything in your pockets? Just my fucking cock, dude. Just my little tic-tac dick. Let me pee. So, <clears throat> I finally piss into the cup. I come back. I was like, all right, cool. Um, so, just so you know, I just want you to sign here. And I'm like, dude, the piss is in the cup. Okay? Just let me fucking go. So, I finally go. Get back to work. They said it would take like three days to get back. And I'm like, three days? Really? That's that, that. That's the turnaround we're working with, guys. Three days for piss. Three fucking days. I've been taking THC home tests just in case someone drugged me because I don't. I've never done marijuana before, and I, you know, I don't believe in it. So I just wanted to make sure in case someone drugged me. I was taking THC fucking home tests. I got the results in five minutes, guy. Two fucking three days. What are we doing? So unbeknownst to me, uh, I guess that was just like you know under promise over deliver. Next day, get the test back. Negative, baby. Let's hear it for him. Negative on the piss test. No opiates. No cocaine. No methamphetamines. And no THC. Come on, guys. Come on. So, start my job on Monday, the 3rd, which is a weird day to start it on because the 4th of July is on Tuesday. Don't understand that completely, but what are you going to do? So, let me finish with this, folks. So, again, this happened yesterday, which is just wild. All right, so I'm home. I'm unloading the groceries. There is a window that is open, and that window bleeds into the neighborhood. Now, about, I don't know, maybe 80 yards away, there is a large house, modern-looking, and I hear this dude who sounds kind of like Persian, Middle Eastern, like, get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. And this girl crying hysterically. No, please. Come on. I don't want to go. Bro, get the fuck out of my house, bro. We're fucking done. I don't love you. I fucking hate you. You're a nosy fucking bitch for going on my fucking phone. No, come on. Just say you're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I fucking met you, you fucking bitch. Get out of my house. And like literally yelling. They're 80 yards away and I can hear them perfectly within my apartment. And it gets to the point where I'm like, I'm about to just like yell, shut the fuck up. But then it started taking a turn for like, he's not just trying to get her out of out of his house and she's crying. Now it's like she's not listening and he's getting angrier. But now he's not directing his anger just towards, you know, in general, like, you know, just just being angry. Now he's like using his anger and targeting it towards her. Like you can almost like hear him like directed towards her. Like get the fuck out! And like you can like kind of hear him walk towards her, and just almost like throw shit at her and she's like ah so it gets to the point where I'm like okay if he fucking kills her or hits her and I'm just sitting here unloading the groceries from Trader Joe's thinking about what I'm gonna make for dinner and this chick fucking ends up dead I'm gonna not be able to you know uh fucking forgive myself so I call 911 I'm heading out of my apartment to go up to the street 
to then like be outside their house to see if like, do I got to kick this door in? Do I got to rescue this chick? Like what is going on? So I go out, I'm on the phone with 911. And of course, when you first call 911, it's like, there is a 15 minute wait for 911. It could be sooner. But however, if you do hang up, you do lose your place in line for 911. Well, that's great. That's great. Let's say there's an intruder. They break in. They're about to fucking stab me. I call 911, and I'm on hold. And right before they stab me, I have to hang up because I'm getting murdered. But you just don't call me back because I lost my place in line. That's what we're dealing with now. Thanks, 911. I'll go fuck myself. So finally, this bitch picks up. 911, what's like, there's just like so, un- like, what's going on? Like, what's up? Like, what am I, what am I, fucking cousin? And you're checking in to see if I'm coming for Thanksgiving? What's going on? Yeah. I'm getting a head count. What dish you bringing? How many you bringing with? And can you make? It's like, what the fuck? So the, she picks up. 911, what's up? I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. What is this, a fucking deli or 911? So I'm like, hey, listen. Um, and then I, I see my neighbor. He's also on the phone with 911. I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? I think someone, my neighbor is calling for the same thing. So I'm good. I'll, if there's a problem, I'll call you back. He's like, okay. Not just like, well, sir, just, you know, give me your call. Just, okay, yeah. All right. Almost like I call someone. They're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, she had the wrong number. Okay. So she hangs up. And now me and my neighbor are waiting outside. And we're like waiting outside of their house. Just listening to what the fuck is going on. And um, they've kind of like subsided a little bit. And then the chick's fucking shoes are in the middle of the street. Like he threw them out the window. She comes out. And she's like, who are you on the phone with? I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Who are you on the phone with? And the guy's like, I'm on the phone with 911. Like you're, it sounds like you're getting hurt. I think you said like you're hurting me at some point. I have to call 911. Like you can't expect me not to call. She's like, hang up the fucking phone. What are you doing? Hang up the phone. And then she just goes back inside. So now I'm waiting outside. He's waiting outside. And finally, like, they're like, okay, we'll send dispatch. And then so they've stopped fighting. I go back into my house. And even if they do start fighting, I am in a fucking stone's throw away to hear if the fighting continues. Well, like 10 minutes later, police cars show up. One beats the rest. Guy gets out of the car immediately. Bangs on the door. Open the door, police. Nothing. Open the fucking door, police. Nothing. Open this fucking door or I'm going to kick this in. You have one more chance or I'm going to kick your fucking door in. Open up, police. Nothing. Clack. Door gets kicked in. The guy's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get on your fucking ground. Get on the fucking ground. Hand by your back. Hand by your back. What are you doing? What are you doing? We're just fucking... It's a couple. We're fighting. We're fighting. What the fuck is going on? Put your fucking hand behind your back. You just broke my door. What the fuck? And now, the guy cuffs him. And now the dude starts fucking crying. Oh, what the fuck? You're hurting my hand. Dude, what the fuck is going on? You hurt my hand. You kicked my fucking door in, bro. What the fuck, bro? We're just... We're a couple. We're fighting. Everyone fucking fights. We yell. What the fuck? The girl's hysterical. Oh my god, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god, stop, stop. Two more cop cars show up. They fucking jump in. On the ground! I am on the ground. He's already fucking cuffing me. What the fuck? And it's just like crying, sobbing. What the fuck, bro? What the fuck are you gonna do to me? And it's like, listen, lady, if you didn't wanna leave then, you're telling me you don't wanna leave now? You're fucking man. 
is on the floor handcuffed and he's crying because they broke his door and they hurt his hand with the handcuffs. Now listen, I am sure that this is not a desirable situation to be in and I would not be thrilled. However, I can guarantee I wouldn't be crying. Also, yeah, he kicked in the fucking door, guy, because people in the neighborhood heard your fucking girlfriend yelling, help me. Or you're hurting me, or whatever the fuck, and we all called nine one one, and when you don't answer after like three or four times of him ans- of saying open the fucking door, yeah, he's kicking that shit in. Cause just like me, if he just like waited until you open the door, like he's selling fucking girl style cookies door to door, and this chick gets murdered by you, he's gonna have something on his conscience. So yeah, he's gonna kick in your little fucking modern door to make sure you're not strangling this chick, you prick. And then you're going to go ahead, big bad wolf, yelling at this girl, calling her a bitch and shit. And then you're going to cry because his handcuffs are too tight. Fucking beat it, guy. You got no spine. You got no balls. Clearly, you don't respect women. And guess what? I don't like you. But, guys, that is the episode. I will see you guys next week. Hopefully, I'll have some stories for work. I kind of scrounged together this episode. I don't think I had much. And we're at 50 minutes. So, there you go. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you liked it. As always, I appreciate all of you, and I will see you next week. Bye.